<laughs> well, I didn't want to record all that talk, but we're recording now. Okay, let's Are do it. Are we the- ready? Yes. All right, then. <clears throat> welcome, welcome, faithful listener to Podtoid number whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not supposed to be hosting. 132. 132. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jim Sterling. Um, Reverend Anthony was supposed to be hosting, but he's not here. He's probably off being famous or something with his sister, who he loves so much. And um, I'm joined by Samitsaka. Yes, you are. Topher Cantler. Word. And Adam Dork. Darksiders, fun. I forgot your name for a second. I've known <laughs> you for about three years. That's horrible. Um, yeah. So, going to the week, what has everybody been playing? Um, well, Adam has already told us what he's been playing, so why don't you talk to us a little bit about Darksiders, please? Uh, it's. I was very surprised about how well it was. I was afraid that it was going to be just another God of War ripoff, but and the beginning started off all shallow. You know, you only have like one combo you can do, and it's pretty much a linear path, but, you know, gradually as I'm playing, you know, three, four hours in, stuff is opening up and getting new weapons, and it's becoming a much more enjoyable experience, and you know, looks fantastic as well. But cool. I also played yeah, a bunch I... of random games. Oh, go ahead. You wanted to I was comment? Just gonna, I was just going to join. Like, I, I was surprised with the good reaction it's gotten. Like, nine, eights to tens review score wise across the board so far. Um, so yeah, pl- very pleasantly surprised. You don't usually see a game of that level because it's not exactly a triple a title um so you don't usually see a, a game of that tier getting those kinds of scores um but would you say it's from what you've played so far like the games deserve the the eights to tens that it's gotten so yes far? i'm i'm loving it 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 feels like what zelda could and should be in the future mm. Okay. Yeah, it's also the um i mean another reason that you know people were maybe not expecting much was that it's the uh, a game from a a debut game from a new studio, uh, Vigil Games. Um, so, you know, you never know what to expect with a, also, a first time outing. Also, if you didn't know, um, Mark Hamill's in it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So He's the voice of, like, your your, your fairy guardian. Yeah. It's called The yeah. Watcher. He, he rests in your arm, and you can call him out whenever you want, and he talks to you. Yeah, they've got they've got a lot of good guys doing the voice acting actually. Um like you know, sort of longtime voice actors. I think Phil Lamar is in the game as well. Yeah, um, I, I recognize the guy who does War's voice. He's done he's been in a uh, a couple of Dynasty Warriors games actually. Like every voice actor. <laughs> Adam, anything else? Um well there's Magfest this past weekend and uh course tons of game playing played quite a bit of neo geo cabinets and um i they had three steel battalion controller setups yes and they I, did i actually i've never seen one of those in real life let alone fucking three of them all three of them belong to team. one guy one guy owned all three and so i actually tried to sit down and play and i'm going through flipping all the switches and i couldn't get the mech outside of the the big ship like i couldn't get him moving forward and, of course, it was late at night, so I hit the eject button, restart the thigh, messed it up, and I completely forgot about the pedals. So, felt a little stupid there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Summit, what have you been playing this week, for God's sake? <laughs> um, so, I've, I've been playing this little game. You, you might have heard of it. It's called Portal. Uh, and um, that's uh, thanks to uh, Destructoid Reader Feld 13 who uh, gifted it to me on Steam 
when it was on sale uh, last week. Uh, you know, even though I, I've had the orange box on PS3 since like May of 2008, um, this actually spurred me to play it because I was like, well, if people are actually spending money on me, I, I really feel obligated to play it. Um, so, yeah, I, I beat it uh, this morning, actually. And I I don't know why I waited this long to play it because it was freaking awesome. <laughs> really, really great. I mean, the, the, the whole game is is great. The, the All of the test chambers um, are, are, you know, the, the puzzle stuff. And, like, just the, the way... Like the again, Valve games do the little things right. So there's just this uh, when the first time you free fall through portals in that game is there's just such a rush. And and the little thing I noticed is that when you're falling, there's just this sound effect like of wind rushing past your face, and it just does so much to make it um, like a really cool, really awesome feeling experience. Um, and all that stuff is great. And then right at the you know. At what you think is going to be the end, the game gets freaking kick-ass when, you know, you have the entire escape sequence, which is sort of the last, you know, maybe fifth of the game or something. Um, am I boring someone? I'm sorry. What else no, you been playing? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, Portal's really good, and I'm glad I played it. And thank you, BFL13. Um, I hope everyone on Twitter will shut the fuck up now. Um, I also... This week finished. Bah. Ma- what? Bah. I wasn't done. Bah. Sorry, carry on. Don't let me stop you. Jesus Christ, submit. Okay. Uh, I also finished Machinarium this week, which I, I talked about last week, and uh, now that I've finished it, I you know recommend everyone go out and buy it. It's uh, you know it's as I said a uh, point and click adventure game. It's twenty bucks. Um, but I think if you buy it through the game's website, which is machinarium.com, it comes with a soundtrack, and the soundtrack for the game is really, really good. It's like sort of this atmospheric stuff, um, but a lot of it's really catchy, and it's really well done. And um, But the game itself is, is a lot of fun. Uh, as I said, there's it's, it's, it, it does get very hard, um, you know, so you shouldn't feel ashamed for consulting the walkthrough. But, um, yeah, again, just tons and tons of charm it's a very endearing game and you know the way it's, it conveys the story is very sparse but also um you know very meaningful um so so that's really great um still playing tons of modern warfare 2 i'm at like level 58 now i think and and i rang in the new year with uh, drunken rock band 2 in my room so that was fun is that it it is totally unremarkable tofa what have you been playing this week Everything, because Magfest. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I finally played Mushi Fitari on 360, which was lovely. Um, Desmiles was there. I played the shit out of that. Played some rival schools. Played Ikaruga on a Naomi cabinet, which I'm fucking terrible at. Um, lost the Wind Jenners tournament. That was no fun. Um, played Moochie Moochie Pork, which was great. Did not play Steel Battalion. Adam, did you play that? You played it. I, I tried play to it. play it, but uh, as I commented before, I didn't get very far because I forgot about the pedals. I don't have the patience to even look at that fucking game. 
I kind of walk by the table and look at it, and it's like, okay, there's that. Well, actually, most of the buttons do absolutely nothing. It's like, hey, click this button to start your fuel injection in your machine. So there's actually like only like four buttons you really need. Pretty much the buttons on the Xbox controller. Yeah. No thanks. What else? We played lots of Street Fighter Four. A lot of schmucks. Uh, yeah. Lots of stuff. You know, video games and stuff. Stuff's good. I like stuff. Stuff was fun. Stuff. It was cool. pretty cool. I like I'd stuff when there's things. Magfest was awesome. Yeah. I didn't go. Should we talk about that now, I guess? No, Jim, it's your turn. Yeah, it's my turn. Um, yeah, I've mostly been playing Bayonetta. Samir, why haven't you played Portal yet? Seriously, dude, what this the fuck? This is fucking stupid. What's wrong with you? Unbelievable behaviour. Someone even gifted it to you on Steam last I heard, and you haven't fucking played it. You make me wretch. Like, like dry heaves. Nothing's even coming up. Unbelievable. You've not made me happier in 2010 yet than with that statement. Ah! You see what you do? Ah! Ow! Ah! Sorry. Samit, you make my... You've given me brain cancer. Play Paul, for fuck's sake. I've been playing Bayonetta this week. Which is really good. Um, I have no semen inside my body now. It's just dust and chicken pellets is coming out of it. Um, very sexy, very good, um, very challenging. Uh, but then that's what you kind of expect from a Hideki Kamiya game. Um, it's more like Devil May Cry than Devil May Cry 4 was at any rate. I mean, Devil May Cry 4 was okay, but you could tell that it was missing Kamiya um, off of it. Much I think he only did. Did he do the only do the first game, the first Devil May Cry? Does anyone know? No. No. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, when I said no, I mean I don't know. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, not only is this pod unfunny, it's also completely uninformative. Um, yeah. So I've been playing that. And The Void, which, um, because I actually, when people gift me games, I actually play them. So I played The Void, and I sent um, Anthony a very polite email um, afterwards, because he was very kind enough to send me the game. And it simply read, Dear Anthony Birch, what the fuck, love Jim Sterling. It's, It's an indie game. I've managed to work that out due to the fact that it's complete bullshit. Um, and nothing makes any sense. Which was fun. Sounds like an indie game. Yeah. It sounds like exactly the kind of game that Anthony would enjoy. Which means no one else should buy it. In fact, most indie developers should just make games and then give them to Anthony. And not bother, like marketing them or shipping them out. They'd save a lot of money, Anthony would be happy, and the rest of us can get on with our lives. That's it. Sweet. Hmm. 
<laughs> Does the Left 4 Dead uh, NES game count as indie or no? I'm bored of this. <laughs> I am too. I yeah. thought it sucks. This is this is the worst episode ever. We should just stop it here and still put that out as an insult. Uh, we can um, talk about sports. We could, but we're, we're going to do that in a little bit after a break, right? But you still want us to carry on? I suppose we could. We got questions. We got lots of questions. All right, then. Um, all right, let's have a break. This is ridiculous. Um... Let's have a break and then come back. And I say <laughs> that as if a break's going to be edited in. But I sure as fuck ain't going to do it. Topher ain't going to do it. I don't so think Andy's going to... I don't think uh, Anthony's going to do it. Anthony's not going to do it. I, I'd be surprised if Anthony even puts this up. <laughs> well, how would how would he know? As that, long as we record yeah, like that, an hour or so, how would that, he know, know that it's not good? Because he's, he's, he's not on it. <laughs> Well, that just means he's not going to listen to it. You honestly think yeah. he's going to listen to it? Just before? don't, just don't tell him I hosted, because then he'll know it's wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, well then let's pretend to have a break, even though nothing's going to happen, and then we'll talk about sports. <laughs> this week on the GamerCast Network. <laughs> Podcast. Here we go. Okay, welcome back. Um, Summit, why haven't you played Portal yet? You wanted to talk to us about a sport, um, Tiger Woods, didn't you? Yes, I did want to talk about Tiger Woods. Uh, so, um, you know, with uh, the whole scandal that's been the talk of, well, of the world for the past you know, month, month and a half or whatever, um, you know, a lot, a, lot of, uh, a lot of sponsors have been, have been dropping him. Uh, let's see, um, AT&T... Uh, Accenture and I believe Gillette have uh, have dropped him completely, uh, whereas companies uh, like Gatorade are uh, you know cutting back uh, on advertisements that feature Tiger Woods. Um, so a lot of people have been wondering what's going to happen with his video game uh, franchise, which is you know EA Sports has their golf game, the Tiger Woods PGA Tour. Um, but, you know all all those games have been. Pretty well reviewed for the past few years, but uh, now this the sort of status of Tiger Woods PGA Tour 11 is is uh, in doubt. And um, in fact, there's a EA has been working on uh, Tiger Woods PGA Tour Online, which is a browser-based uh, version of the game that's uh, been in a closed beta for a while. With uh, as EA says, over 75,000 users in the closed beta. <clears throat> And, um, in fact, uh, in a post on uh, his blog on EA.com yesterday, uh, EA Sports President Peter Moore said that they're moving ahead with the open uh, or the public beta launch of uh, PGA Tour Online, which is going to happen later this month, and Tiger Woods' name is going to be attached to the product. Um, you know, he, he mentioned the scandal, and he said that, uh, you know, yeah, regardless of his, uh, you know, uh, infidelities or whatever, uh, you know, he remains or he says is still one of the greatest athletes in history. So basically, just like the, well, we know he works out now. Gets a lot of physical exercise. Oh snap! Did you see what I did there? Yeah. You see, submit. I did. Yeah. Submit. <laughs> yeah. Intercourse. Good. Genitals. Um. In, in and out. Yeah. Quick. So. Yeah. So, you know, rapidly getting faster until the point of issue. Ejaculate. Yeah. 
this is the same. Uh, it's the same thing that uh, Moore said when uh, EA when, when people raised questions about why Mike Tyson, uh, who is a convicted rapist, appeared on the cover of Fight Night Round Four, and that came out in June. Yeah, actually, and, that's. A, I was going to bring that up. Like, if if a convicted rapist can get parts in movies, then someone who has just fucked prostitutes should be able to still play golf. Yeah. That's... I, 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 I can't be the only one who thinks that being a convicted rapist is slightly worse than cheating on your wife. The only thing that could be like worse than that is cheating on your wife to rape somebody. <laughs> um... Yeah, that would be am, I the, am I? Am I? I'm not imagining that, am I? No. But if you're a rapist, you shouldn't be in movies. Oh, Mike oh, Tyson was, was unless the movie that. is "Fuck Off, You Rapist," then you shouldn't be in a movie. Surely. I don't care if they're funny. Yeah. Well, it's like this, so... there's this guy I used to know, right? This prick, right? who thought that because Roman Polanski made Rosemary's Baby and The Pianist, he should be allowed to fuck as many 13-year-olds as he wants. I, d- I don't think he should. I think we should at least limit him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, no, a- Adam, what were you going to say? I was just going wondering what you should, what you think his limitation should be. Couple. Yeah. Three strikes and you're out. That's what I say. <laughs> any any famous person who wants to be a paedophile and or rapist, because it's not on. Like you shouldn't be allowed to rape much. So like you know, look the other way the first time. Look the other way the second time. Rap on the knuckles the third time. If he does it again, you know. Yeah. So so yeah, that's the, that's the I same. Can't wait till I'm famous enough for this. It's the same uh, sort of reasoning again that Moore Moore used. Uh, that basically, you know, focusing on his, uh, you know, accomplishments on the golf course. Uh, you know, he's even though he's uh, sort of taking a hiatus from golf, um, they're still going to proceed forward. And you know, obviously, this is probably partly because they don't really have a better option at this point. And and that's what people have yeah. been saying. That's what people <laughs> is there have been another saying. famous golfer? Right. That's that's what people have been saying about uh, PGA Tour 11, uh, the console game, which you know they usually come out uh, in, in the summer. Oh, actually, they always come out in the summer. You know, between June and August. Um, so you know, it seems to me that they've got you know there are three choices. Uh, you know, they could replace him with another golfer on the cover of their game, but that's that's really unlikely. Yeah, the only uh, other one's Bob Hope. <laughs> I don't think yeah. they get the license for that. Probably not. I was always partial to Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah, right. So, you know, um, there's, there's no name in golf that's anywhere near as recognizable as Tiger Woods. He's, you know, he's renowned around the world, and now he's renowned for his infidelity. But, uh, so that, that's probably not going to happen. Uh, they uh, could also... just call it Mike Tyson golf. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, there's, I mean, you know, they could also just remove his name from the, from the game altogether and, and sort of rebrand it, uh, maybe going with something just as pedestrian as PGA Tour 11 or just something. Just golf. <laughs> right. Golf 11. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, or uh, some people are even speculating wildly, perhaps, that they'll, spe- that they'll just... Wild uh, speculation. Indeed. 
that they that uh, forced catchphrase. Do it, Smith. That they'll just. Uh, oh. I said people are. There's wild. There's been wild speculation. That there you go. People, hey, forced catchphrase. That, uh, EA may even just uh, skip uh, PGA Tour 11 altogether. Um, maybe. What, to, just do PGA 12. That won't help anything. Well, I mean, the thing, the reasoning behind that is that EA has been really. Uh, They've been doing a lot of cost cutting with their games. You know, they they um, they cut you know fifteen hundred employees recently, and and they've uh, they've sort of cut a lot of. I think they said the bottom third of their uh, of their slate of games. You know, a lot of which were unannounced titles. Um, that I think that happened early in December. So people are saying, well, maybe they'll just you know skip the year altogether and either just come back in you know two thousand eleven with PGA Tour twelve, or even just to move the series to a bi-yearly frequency, you know, sort of like uh, the Fight Night boxing series. So, um, mm. what, what do you guys expect? Better idea. Keep Tiger Woods in it. Keep everything as normal, but call it PGA Whore. I understand you're not laughing because I said that before we started recording, but for the listeners at home, guarantee you, the they were laughing. The they, were, they, laughed, they laughed so hard, Topher shat himself <laughs> the first true. time. He laughed. And then he said, oh, I can smell shit. And I said, that's because you shut yourself laughing. And then we all laughed some more. And then the credits rolled, like, as if it were TV. Um, but it was funny. So <laughs> if, if you're listening at home and you're thinking, should I have laughed at that? They're not laughing. I don't want to laugh. Laugh. You'll feel good. It, it extends your life to laugh. And it burns calories. Yeah. Nicholson would be, would be proud. Um, next up on the docket, we've got uh, James Cameron. Jim, want to talk about that? Yes, James Cameron. Um, just when we thought he couldn't get further up his own ass when it comes to Avatar, he has managed to stick his own head out of his throat, which is amazing, if you ask me. Um, Avatar, which is basically um, Fern Gully with Toy Story visuals, um, came out, did all right. Well, I mean, money-wise, it did very well. Critically, it was, eh, it's cool. You know, most people are like, yeah, that's a good film. Um, Sigourney Weaver's character smoked during a portion of it. And oh god yeah what here's the i mean that's the first bit that's the bit that i find utterly pathetic but i couldn't really talk much about it because it wasn't game related that bit but yeah anti-smoking groups were up in arms because james cameron dared to show a character doing something a human might do i.e smoking and apparently i didn't know this but apparently you can't show cigarettes ever anywhere so you know um but James Cameron, rather than just do what I'd have done and just say, yeah, the character smokes, you dicks, he decided to try and dress it up and make it sound like some clever little satire of his, uh, which was, oh, well, actually, it's um, a negative statement on the way that uh, gamers and um, internet users live their lives. So Sigourney Weaver's character, <laughs> yes, um, is more concerned about he her He made that avatar. sound, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He went, oh, what a lovely bit of brie I need. So he, was, he was wearing a scarf, too. This, yes, this white wine is fabulous. Um, he said that Sigourney Weaver's character was uh, meant to show that she cared less about her own human body, i.e. smoking, um, 
Egghead more about her fake body, which is what gamers do, all of them. Um, and that was his clever um, little stereotype. And it's very true. I watched um, three seconds of Sigourney Weaver with a cigarette in her mouth and said, oh my God, is that me? And then I changed my life and now I weigh three, three pounds. <laughs> Because the message was that clear and that important and that integral to the film that everybody in the... Because I was in the theatre. The theatre was quite packed. But everybody who watched it, five seconds later, we were so light that we started floating towards the ceiling. We We were lighter than oxygen. Because just mentally... Just mentally, it made us all lose weight and care about our bodies. So, thank you, James Cameron. You are a good man. You twat. You stupid fucking twat. You dickhead. As if I'm supposed to buy the three seconds of Sigourney Weaver with a fag hanging out of her mouth. Sorry, I'm in America now. Can't say fag. Cigarette. With a cigarette, she'd look great with a fag hanging out of her mouth, though. With a cigarette hanging out of her mouth, it's supposed to be some great bold statement. If he'd have actually bothered to make that an important part of the film, that would have been a good film. That would have been an interesting thing. Like this idea of people who let their physical bodies go to waste while they tinker around with these fake, um, like, avatar bodies. That would have been good, but that wasn't the film. Instead, he saw Fern Gully, said, that looks good, I'm going to do that and take out the best beer, i.e. Tim Curry, and that will be a film. So I don't buy that that was his plan all along. And if it was, it was fucking shit. Because, first of all, smoking, I don't think, has ever been linked to video games, not even by the Daily Mail. Um, Third of all, second of all, rather, it was just a couple of seconds of someone smoking didn't really say anything at all and was completely disregarded afterwards. And the people who weren't using avatars, as someone pointed out in the comments to the original story, the people who didn't use avatars were evil, greedy white Americans. So that seems to be the choices. Either you are a fat smoker or a greedy white American. And I always thought those stereotypes were usually bundled together in the same person. So I'm confused more than anything. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, as uh, as asinine as that Cameron statement was, um, you know, I, I almost well, I, I guess that's not true, but I, I mean, I, I almost don't blame him for it because it, it's really just passing the buck, right? I, I mean, he he's been attacked by uh, the uh, I'm, I'm looking at this is uh, originally in the New York Times, by the way. It's, it says here, uh, yeah, the the Center for Tobacco Control Research and Education at the University of California, San Francisco. Um, so, uh, and then then a website called scenesmoking.org, which uh, monitors tobacco mentions in films. Um, and they gave Avatar a black lung because of its, Ooh. I guess, glorification. God's sake. It's a glorification. She said, I need a cigarette or something, and smoked (laughs) for like three seconds. Are we that sensitive that... I mean, I hate these people that are like... Because they are uh, against something, they need to make a huge big deal out of letting everybody know they are against something. It 
it beggars belief. Like, like, like people who go out of their way to say, like, oh, Hitler was such a bastard. Oh, he was such a cunt. I hate him. I'm like, yeah, we all know that. Don't make a big deal out of it. Like, we all know smoking is bad. You don't need one person in the corner of the room to say, oh, smoking is so bad, actually. I hate it worse than anyone. And then someone else saying, no, I hate smoking worse than you, which is what these people seem to be doing. Um, I'm miss... Yeah, but my point is, James Cameron, rather than copping out with that, you know, he didn't need to dress it up and try and appease them with some statement. And that's what someone worse than people that uh, go like all up in arms against this one, one little pet peeve of theirs. The only thing worse than those people are people appeasing them. And James Cameron shouldn't have appeased them. If I was James Cameron and someone had come up to me and said, I'm going to give your film a black lung. <laughs> I would have said, I'm James Cameron. I directed aliens. Fuck off. There you have it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, what I was saying earlier is is that you know it's just uh, you know he he's been criticized by by this organization or this website, and you know I'm I'm sure he you know he was just thinking of uh, some somebody to to shift the blame to with this statement, and you know whether or not his film was actually a uh, a you know comment on the use of avatars by young people, uh, you know is I I don't know is up for debate I guess, but uh, it just seems to me like he was kind of looking for someone to uh, to blame here, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I can think of some bullshit reasoning, and that'll do." But uh, really, I agree with Jim in that all these these sorts of organizations, like you know PETA, and that just sort of go out of their way to you know make a mountain out of a molehill with this stuff. And is just just crazy. let us know stuff we already know, like yeah, kicking a cat's head in is bad. I don't need Peter to tell me it's bad. It puts me off when I'm trying to kick a cat's head in, for what? Lose my boner. <laughs> uh, Adam or Topher, any thoughts? He was just using that to distract people from the real issue that he just remade Dances of Wolves. Did he? Did- <laughs> that's fucking that's, stupid. Avatar is pe- Dances with Wolves, but on the Indian <laughs> planet and with Smurfs. And, that's, oh, uh, and the Indians win this time around. Oh, spoiler. Whoops. Damn it, I didn't see it yet. I just think I Avatar is... It was a good... Like People think like, I, I'm shitting on Avatar. I, I, I don't think Avatar is a bad film. It's decent. You know, it's watchable. Um... Although the best part about it is leaving the movie theatre and taking a piss that you've needed for the past five hours. That bit was the best bit of Avatar, was the huge piss I had afterwards. It was <laughs> it was fan-fucking-tastic. I think people are liking the movie for the wrong reasons, though. I don't know why they like it. Because it's 3D. Yeah. Because I was talking pretty- to somebody who's asking people, so I was like, hey... Is this movie good? It was like, well, it's in 3D. And they're like, what about the story? Well, it's the 3D yeah. movie. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare was in 3D. Dude, I saw that shit in the theater in 3D. It was fucking awesome. It was in Freddy Vision. If Avatar was in Freddy Vision, then we'd be cooking with gas. But it's just a normal. Th- I'm so sick of this. Three- I was sick. I didn't think 3D was very good in the 90s. I don't think it's very good now. 
All it is is people throwing things. It's exactly what they did in the 90s as well. People throwing things at the camera going, oh, it's coming at you. <laughs> I like the, the commercial for Piranha. I can't believe they're remaking Piranha of all films. But uh, the trailer for Piranha 3D was just people throwing things and holding things up at the camera. They might as well have just been shouting, it's in your face, it's in your face. Ooh. I, I, the 3D shit is so... Ugh. And there was some some um, publisher, uh, I forget who it was, might have been EA uh, or Activision, um, said that 3D was going to be the next step, like um, Dolby... Um, stereo Ubisoft? was out. Ubisoft, that's it. I knew it was someone stupider than EA. Ubisoft. They said, yeah, it's going to be like Dolby Stereo was for sound. No. Because when Dolby Stereo came along, that actually changed something. It didn't make people say, oh, I'm in this speaker. Oh, I'm in this speaker now. Rather than, you know, 3D, which is, oh, we're throwing things. We've got things floating around. I hate 3D. Wish it would go away. I hate it so much, I actually hate being in three dimensions myself. Uh, um, I wish I was a paper man like in that AHA video. <laughs> <laughs> they need a fuckload of paper, though. That would decimate a rainforest. For I am fat. <laughs> Thus proving James Cameron's point. I am standing corrected, sir. Uh, God, it's no wonder podcasts went under. I'm a shit host. <laughs> oh, jeez. And well, podcasts went under because Wardrox is a cunt, but that's not for here. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, listener questions? Yeah, why not? Let's get this over with. I might actually be in bed before 10. That'd be a nice fucking change for a Tuesday. All right. Um, this isn't a questions per se, but I just want to read it because I, I thought it was uh, an interesting uh, visual. Uh, Elmer Glue, who uh, spelled my name wrong, just one M and one T, but he says, uh, give Summit a portal tattoo. Blue portal on his chest, orange portal on his back, and Brad's fists coming out of both of them. Damn right. That'd be, that, that would be a suitable punishment. For Brad could give you that tattoo and it would be in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't even need glasses or anything. It'd be like that one IMAX bullshit thing with the fish. Aquarium? I don't know. <laughs> I'm drawing. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. What, what questions do we have here? Okay. So, um, Dantle Peace asks, if you could use the portal gun in any other game, what would it be? Jim? Uh, Bayonetta. And I'd shoot it straight at her ass. And then I'd live in it. <laughs> in her ass, Summit. Can you imagine that, Summit? That's not how a portal gun works. Me, that is how it works. That's how it'd work in my game. <laughs> I would live inside Bayonetta's rectum. <laughs> Make a chair out of her poo and mucus membranes. Okay. Um... What else do we have here? Um, uh, Topher. What? Ronin Zero asks, are there any retro games that Topher would like to see revitalized with the same gameplay but new graphics? Did you seriously just ask that question? 
<laughs> For like the 300,000 million. I'm time. trying to get you involved here, Mr. Artist Drawing. That is more than what Anthony does. He does usually just skip you for everything. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Jesus God. Um, fuck. Fuck you. All right, then. Not, Better I was question. Just talking to submit, not I'm dude that asked the question. That's better question. Thank you for your question. Toba, what modern game would you like to see done all retro with old graphics? Ah, see, I turned that on its head. You weren't expecting that. I am like the wind in the <coughs> night. Uh, Bayonetta. Damn right, and the game could be about me living right in our asshole. Yeah, that's what I want. I want an 8-bit Bayonetta with Jim in her ass. Uh, I'd still wank over it, even if she was 8-bit. 8 shit, more like. I would eat her <laughs> shit as well. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Alright, What's what else do we have here? Uh, oh, this is an interesting one. Uh, Korjax asks, what's the best starting area in a game you've played? This is anything such as the first town in an RPG you've been in, the first non-tutorial level in an action game, or a game that gave a first impression simply better than anything else. Uh, and he, he doesn't count tutorials unless the tutorial was so awesome it's like a full area level or etc. in and of itself. That is a good question. I wish I'd had time to prepare for that. Jim, this is, this is pot died. Yeah, true. Um... I would not have used the time wisely. Um, oh, someone else go first, please. Hmm. Adam? Where well, there's always the, um, the fail-safe Half-Life opening. Yes, let's all say Half-Life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a good one... Um, the whole beginning level of um, a little-known, well, little-ish-known game from the PS2 era, um, Area 51. Not the the um, not the not, shoot 'em up. Not the arc- not the arcade shoot 'em up. It the was one, a first- the one that stars David Duchovny. Yeah, David Duchovny and Marilyn Manson, funnily enough, who actually didn't do a bad job. Um, but the the actual game, um, the PS2 version of Area 51, is mostly shite. But the opening is brilliant. It's like, I mean, it's basically like a, like aliens, um, where you've just got like these mutant fucks just coming out the walls and everything, and you're just fighting off huge waves of them or going through very dark areas and they're jumping out at you. But really surprisingly good um, and very scary, very memorable. Um, and then the game just goes completely to shit. But it's very worth playing just the first, I'd say, 20 minutes. Um, because they're such a fantastic 20 minutes. And then, unfortunately, it goes all to, to shit. And speaking of da- David Duchovny games as well, I w- would also say that 13 had a very good opening as well, when you go from the beach and then everything goes fucked up. Wait, um, is, is that the PS2, like, <coughs> cel-shaded comic? Yeah. Game? Yeah. X one 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 or yeah. X I I I and it didn't even have that good an opening, but I just remembered thirteen, and every time I remember it, I have to say it. So yeah, that. Okay, I I was gonna say um, <clears throat> uh, a, a much bigger known PS two classic, God of War. 
where um, you have the you know the entire opening level is you know you start out on the ship and then you know you you go through it and and you know you, you come have across sex with the girls. Yes, you have sex with the girls, which is that is awesome in and of itself. And you know, if that weren't enough to make it the a great opening level, you know, you've you've got the kick-ass Hydra battle, which is uh, one of the most memorable fights in a uh, one of the memorable most memorable boss battles in a video game ever, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and it's that's the first one you do in that game. It's right in the first level. And uh, if you want to read more about it, Chad Conselmo wrote a memory card about it on Destructoid a while ago. So you should look that up. You know what I thought was a pretty good one was the, um, Spider-Man on PS2. That like tutorial thing because one is narrated by Bruce Campbell and fuck yeah. Oh, so you mean Spider-Man Two then? Was it two? I guess it was I, two. I think it was two. Yeah. And um, so you got Bruce Campbell talking to you, and then it's just like Peter Parker running around in his like hoodie and jeans, but still doing like awesome Spider-Man shit. I always think that's cool when superheroes are like in their street fucking clothes, I guess, mm. and not like their stupid uniform. Like it was just some dude in a hoodie walking around like shooting webs and shit. I thought that was kind of awesome. Tell you another good one. It's mainly just because I've been playing it recently. I forgot to mention it in my games of the week. But I've been replaying Resident Evil 2. And Resident Evil 2 had a really good opening level, I thought. Um, just after Chris and Leon get separated in the uh, the truck crash and half of Raccoon City is on fire and you fight that whole section where you're fighting your way to the police station and you get into the gun store and you meet the gun store owner and then the zombies smash through the window and bite fuck out of him and yeah so I would say Resident Evil 2 is a very memorable um, opening and one of my favourites what about Resident Evil 4 with the whole chainsaw scene yeah Resident Resident Evil, actually, most Resident Evil games are pretty pretty tight on their openings. They always start off very well. <laughs> you said tight in their openings. <laughs> Bayonetta, I want to live inside of her ring. <laughs> All right. Um, this is probably a, a better question for Brad, but uh, he's not here. I'll answer it as Brad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Draxlith asks. What are everyone's feelings on Dragon Age Origins Awakening, which was the uh, expansion pack? It's got a dragon in it. <laughs> Sports on card, it's got a dragon in it. Which is the... Uh, Ride the 40, that shit. Ride the, that shit. The $40... Ride that shit, submit. $40 Sports expansion card, pack ride that to shit, uh, Dragon Age Origins that was Dunk announced... Dunk in the bucket, man. That fucking rag. Today. <laughs> that muscles, man. I'm looking good, man. Sports talk car, how good do you think I am I, on, a, on a rating of 1 to 10? 11, right? At least. Badass, yeah. Uh, so so the people have said that apparently What's it's... What's my uh, shoe size? It's got roughly... What's size? 12 also. Brad. Um, It's roughly 15 roughly. hours of gameplay for $40. And, and Draxlet says that you know he doesn't think that... that meshes with the 45 to 60 hours that you got for the original 60 bucks, but at the same time, it sounds so damn cool to discuss, because as Jim said, there will be dragons in it. Right. I could care less about Dragon Age. <clears throat> I couldn't get into it for the life of me. I tried, but it was just boring, and the combat was boring, so... I could care Jim, less you, you played it, right? Um, it was a game that you, you played and reviewed and got a, gave a bad review, apparently. 
yeah. Um, bye, Brad. Sorry, Brad's just leaving. <laughs> um, yes, I yes, I gave it a terrible review um, when I said that it was good and not perfect. Um, it's a, it's all right. You know, Dragon Age is a decent game. I'm done with it. I will not be buying any DLC for it. Um, but it's I can understand why people would like it, and I've never said it was a bad game. Um, and yeah, I'd if you don't like DLC, don't buy a Bioware game. Is my advice because Bioware make it's what they do now. Bioware makes games to sell DLC. It, it seems. I think for the past for the past several games they've done, long before the game comes out, they have said. Oh yeah, there's going to be loads of DLC. Um, they did it with Dragon. They, I mean, they didn't they say they've got like two years of content planned for Dragon Age um, and Mass Effect too. They've said they got loads of DLC planned, so it's just something to expect from them now. So I think whatever the, whatever happens with Dragon Age will be a nice indication of what you can expect with Mass Effect too. I think they're using Dragon Age as a very much a testing ground to see what they can and can't get away with. Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious though about this. Uh, you know, um, I, I don't know. If, like, I'm looking at the press release and, and it doesn't seem to say anything about it being uh, downloadable. Uh, so I'm I'm wondering if it's, they're actually going to put it out on a disc for forty dollars. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's the press release does say that you know it's an expansion pack, so it'll it will require. Um, Dragon Age Origins to play, so I, I'm, I'm not sure if you know if it's going to be down. I mean, I imagine if if you're going to be downloading an entire expansion pack, that's going to be pretty damn huge, um, as opposed to just sort of a, a, a little DLC thing. But but who knows? Um, but I, I was going to just address something in in Draxlet's question, which where he said that you know, 15 hours to 40 dollars, whereas you got like whatever 45 to 60 hours for the original 60. Um, I mean. I, I again I, I was having a or not again but I, I was having a discussion uh, earlier this week with a friend about uh, game pricing and that's I guess something that's been people people have talked about because uh, I think who was it EA recently said that that, that they're expecting uh, that games will be shorter from now on and that you know you'll you'll, you'll uh, be charged less for them um, I think that was EA I'm not entirely sure but uh, I, I don't know I feel like it's it's hard to determine value propositions, so I don't think any t- t- sort of like tiered pricing system would necessarily make sense. But even in this case, fifteen hours is a lot of game. You know, that's. I, I mean, I, and I know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, we're we're coming at it from the perspective of you know, of uh, ad- adults who you know like work or, or go to school or whatever. And you know, I mean, I don't have as, as much time as I used to, to play games. So, you know, we all said that before on the show. So. For me, yeah, I mean, I like, feel that way. If it's over like twenty-five, maybe I don't want to even fuck with it. Yeah, you know, don't. that's why. That's why the if you're waiting for my review of nostalgia for DS, I'm sorry, <laughs> that I know the, the review is late as shit and it's it's horrible that it's taken me this long. But I just I fucking can't sit down and play it. Just can't. It is. I mean, I I, I can play sixty-hour games. I used to be able to a lot, but not so much now. I have to, mm. I have to tackle those types of games one at a time. But um, you know, just because Dragon Age for sixty dollars was 
was the case, that doesn't mean the expansion should offer the equivalent, because, you know, we could make that argument for anything. We could say, well, if Dragon Age is $60 for 60 hours, then why am I paying $60 for God of War 3, which is only going to be about, you know, if you think that's going to be more than 20 hours, you're very naive. I imagine a 10 to 15 hour game, but I also imagine 10 to 15 hours of pretty fucking awesome gameplay. That's that's a dumb shit way to think. To, yeah, no, it is, yeah. To, it doesn't, um, doesn't make sense, to, yeah. To think, oh, it should be, you know, to think the price has any fucking thing at all to do with the length of the game, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I and mean, you can make that argument for DVDs as well. Like, you can buy a TV series which has, like, at least three hours of content on it. Or you can buy a movie that's an hour and a half, and what you expect, one to cost twice as much as the other. It doesn't work. It never works that way. Um, and it's it, it's it is very silly thinking to. Um, yeah. It's it's it should be, you know, games are charged by how much perceived value is there, and gamers perceive well. Gamers have proven that they're willing to spend sixty bucks on a game, and we're going to find out whether they're prepared to spend forty bucks on an expansion, which. You know, as far as I'm aware, is it's not unusual. So I, I don't see not the problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's what I was I was talking about my, with my friend because you know I um I gave him uh, Machinarium for his birthday actually, and he really enjoyed it. You know, he beat it like in one night and took him maybe you know five hours or whatever. And uh, I was like, hey, you know, would you you think you would have bought the game? You know, if I like had just recommended it to you, he's like, well, how much is it? And I was like, oh, well, twenty bucks, but you know, it's on sale for Steam or on on Steam for ten. It was the, the sale's now over, but and he was like, well, I don't know, ten dollars seems about right. Twenty dollars seems like a bit much because it's five hour game and like there's no replay value. And I was like, yeah, but that was a pretty great five hours, right? Like, you really enjoyed the game, didn't you? And he was like, yeah, I guess. And then, sort of, you know, we just went back and forth. But, I mean, you know, another, you know, you guys mentioned God of War 3. I mean, Uncharted 2, yeah, it has a multiplayer component, but even if you don't play that, the, what, like, eight to ten hours at the single-player campaign is freaking amazing. And, you know, it's 60 bucks. So I, I don't think it really makes sense to look at games... Uh, as a you know, look, games value by just no. how long they are. I mean, I'd say I'd say forty bucks for fifteen hours is pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, pretty fucking good. I mean, I'm assuming it's fifteen hours of good stuff. I yeah, mean, obviously. But um, yeah, that seems like a, a considering good I hate Dragon Age. Obviously, <laughs> I think they should be paying us to play it. Um. All right. Um. Let's see here. Oh. Um. Brad Nicholson, even in his absence, suggested that we do some more quick hits. So here they are, courtesy of Chainsaw Face. One, how often do you guys get recognized outside of places like E3 and conventions and whatnot? Once. Uh, and even then, once. even then, I had to fucking rem- coax the bastard. <laughs> I, think I, t- I think I mentioned this. I was at, um... Does Facebook count? Sure. Actually, there's a, I'm, talking of Facebook, I do have a funny story. Um, well, I have a story. <laughs> um, my wife's um, got a friend. I do. I allow her the occasional friend, and uh, it's someone she's known since high school. And she knew she was getting married, and she knew she was getting married to a guy called Jim. And that's that's really all she knew. Um, then I got um, 
a framed certificate for some um, for the Webby Award nominations, which you know nobody won because the escapist had Yahtzee. But anyway, she um, she took a photo of of that and posted it on her Facebook. And this friend who she's known since high school was then like. And I'd been married to her, to my wife for at least six months, and then she was like, "Holy fuck, your wife's that Jim, Jim Sterling? I read his shit all the time." And you know, I thought you that mean, was pretty cool. You mean husband? Yes. <laughs> that too. Well done. <laughs> now the story is funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was like, "Oh my, oh my god, your husband is Jim Sterling." Um, you know, I did not know that after she'd known she she was married for ages. So, I mean, that was that was pretty freaky. There was another time as well when um, my father-in-law was playing, uh, I think, Guild Wars or something um, online, and then she mentioned that her her daughter. Oh, so, so, so he was he was living in his avatar, Jim. Yes, he was living in his avatar, obviously smoking, chain smoking. Um, he mentioned that his daughter was coming with her husband, who. He said then he writes for a website, and they were like, oh, which website? He said Destructoid. Um, he's uh, Jim Sterling. And then the other members of the guild were like, your daughter is married to the Jim Sterling? And then he was a very cool man for a while. And then I actually, you know, I, I think I impressed my father-in-law through writing on the internet, which is not something people can say often. Um, I can't even impress my own mother with the fact that I write on the internet. So, you know. Me neither. No. <laughs> I was so- recognised in a GameStop as well once, um, but I had to encourage the man. He didn't recognise me straight away, but it, the subject came up that um, I was a reviewer. And then when I said Jim Sterling, he kind of went very quiet and then actually said, excuse me, I have to leave the room for a second, left the room and came back a few moments later and shook my hand. I, he probably went off to jizz. <laughs> uh, Topher? Mm, not outside of cons and stuff. I get recognized at cons, but that's that's it, really. I think maybe once I got recognized at a GameStop. Okay. But, yeah, can't really. I'm I'm not Jim Sterling. So. Adam you wouldn't want to be. No, I, I <laughs> have a terrible. <clears throat> Adam, you know you're talking about Facebook. I mean, there's just occasional like, I've had, I've become friends of some girl, and then her friend is like, "You're friends of Adam," blah blah blah, because apparently he listened to uh, Podtoid and you know random stuff like that. Just recently, apparently, uh, some girls friend was listening to Podtoid and they didn't have Facebook so they made her add me and I have no clue who she is. So but she get well in there. <laughs> Go on. You could tap that ass. Maybe. Um yeah, I, I got I got recognized in a bar uh once. For video game related reasons? <laughs> oh the prodigal oh, this? Look who's this shit. I don't know the who this person is. Returns. My grandma had a birthday. I was is is an accident. It'll never happen again. I'm gonna you kill her. You your grandma's another one. birthday. Your grandma will never have a birthday. Did you kill her? No, I'm saying yeah. It'll never happen again after now. I'm I'm smothering that bitch so I don't <laughs> accidentally end up watching <laughs> Julie and Julia instead of doing this. Um, why do you sound so shitty? I mean, aside from you being you. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe this because this is a really bad microphone. Well, Anthony, I hope your grandmother's happy. I had to host. Oh, so you, you can just guess as to the quality of the show up to now. <laughs> Anthony's grandmother killed Pato. Yeah, I've if already he, uh... talked about ejaculations and living inside Bayonetta's rectum. Oh, that's so... good. That's, that's par for the course. But, yes, did you, no... Did, I, the, uh, did, plan, did the portal plan go as, as planned? Oh, yeah, we totally acted like he didn't play it. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> oh, you! Oh, this was you conniving sons of bitches. Yeah, oh, we sent out an email expect? like three weeks ago. What do you think you're dealing with over here. Yeah. Apparently, we you were... didn't send the email to everybody. I'm just saying. Well, we didn't think we were, you were gonna need to. Anyway, yeah. Yes. Jim <laughs> so was specifically like, one day he's gonna finish Portal, and on that day, we need to make sure we say absolutely nothing about it and pretend like he didn't say it and just move on. And then Topher started saying really awesome like things that sounded very cryptic, like the day is upon us or something. What did I say? Oh, I said I said the boy he has tasted the portal or some <laughs> shit like that. And yeah, it was something really we, good we and must, really. We must, uh, right. adhere submit, to our... submit. I was looking forward to this so much. It was my birthday last week, and I wasn't looking forward to that as much as I was looking forward to pretending that you hadn't played Portal. <laughs> That's how much I think. I think about you a lot, Submit. Actually, I just well, realized sometimes when I'm in bed, nothing funny's happening. I've already, you know, I've already got the boner. It didn't come because I was thinking of you. That was just there already because I was lying down and that is where the blood goes. But I do think about you all the time. Wonderful. But, and and yes, just ways that those... I can make your life better. Like As talking over you or making racist jokes about your race. You know, just ways that that improve you as a person, because I care about you. As as I was saying, um, yes, I I got recognized in a bar once uh, as a. He was like, "Do you write on the internet?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Do you like on like for video games?" It's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Do you write for Destructoid?" And I was like, "Yeah." It's like, "Are you?" You like sports games? Yes. Did then. you punch him then? That's a lot of questions, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I called the fucking cops. Yeah, it was it was a little unnerving to say the least. But um, why are we we're delaying dilly dallying? No, quick hits. There were more. Uh, yeah, they sound very quick. This yeah, is, it's because you're doing them. It's Anthony interrupted us. Fucking Anthony. I, yeah. Okay. Have, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, I'm not answering this question. But if you could have any plasmid, which one and why? Ooh. Mm. I'd have the plasmid mm. that lets me live inside Bayonetta's ass. <laughs> I'd have decoy, which is incidentally the least useful one in the entire game, but I would just throw it at other people and then they could be like, why are you so pretentious to like my girlfriend or people who I don't actually care about who can take the brunt of the interactions I go through? Wait, what does decoy do? If you throw it on somebody, then anybody the who's going to aggro you... you I'm gonna I, play it this I month, know. I promise. No, I think you mix them up. Decoy's totally separate from the one that makes people fight each other. Is it? Decoy yeah, Decoy actually up. makes a yeah, it sets up a You're thinking of strategy. Enrage. Enrage. I am thinking of Enrage. Yeah. I am thinking of Enrage. Well, I'm gonna combine them and then shoot them simultaneously. That's what I'll do. You're useless, Anthony. I know. Uh Topher. You haven't even played Bioshock. <laughs> You're talking to me about uselessness. Miss <laughs> Dark Park calling me out on uselessness. <laughs> Pot um, the fucking kettle. Maybe the one with the bees. <laughs> That's pretty badass. If you could just shoot like hordes of hornets at people, and it's and it's pain. perfectly handy if you come across Nicolas Cage. 
Yeah, oh, that for the. <laughs> but I, I, would like, I would like even less than I do now, Topher. That's amazing. That great. one or the uh, the electricity one, because then, like, you know, PS3 costs a lot of fucking money to run, and, like, <laughs> it's just kind of cool. I, I do worry if you did the electricity one, then you'd basically become, like, Alex Mack and the secret of Alex Mack, and government would yeah, want to get you to turn like, into a liquid. Power the world. I know, which would be the downside. But that the the government would want to take you and turn you into a power source for all time, and then you'd have to run on get on the run with your fun black friend, and you know. Lightning would only be would only be really good with the addition of force push. I'd take Alex Mack to my secret world. <laughs> all right, uh, what kinds of talents? By that slash... I meant sex, Samit. <laughs> what kind of talents slash hobbies do you guys have outside of nerding it up, writing about video games, or pumping iron? Coming up with plans to make Summit feel uncomfortable on podcasts. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much how I spend my life. Zombie board games are pretty cool. Such as? The Last Night on Earth. Oh, I've heard things about that one. It's great. You guys you played that forever, Saturday. We only played one round, though. And also, it probably yeah, but you were quicker. in there like, for hours. Well, it's it's an in-depth game. And they're, we're, they're also kind of, quote-unquote, cheating, because it's only supposed to be a six-player game. Four survivors and four zombies, but they had three zombies. But, you know, Agent Moo wanted to play, so he became the third zombie. But, yeah. All right. Most of okay. my, <laughs> my non gaming life now consists of collecting aliens' paraphernalia. I just love aliens of any description. Well, of a specific description, but of that specific <laughs> description, any description of that. Um, I did not mention it when we were recording, but my axe arrived today. It's so good. When I hold it in my hands, I feel like I could chop things. That's how good it is. I'm also writing a novel at the moment, um, but I'm lazy, so it's never going to be finished. Die. Okay. Uh, Anthony? Hobbies? I don't know. This is it. I just do this all day. All right. Uh, it's true. Fun. When we stop recording, he stays on Skype just talking. I just, I, I, yeah, I just submit. You're so stupid, and it just the, the void answers back to me. Speaking of the void, you weren't here when we were doing games of the week. But... Oh darn! Did did you tell them the email you sent me in my reply? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, the, he had to. I didn't. Um, I didn't mention the reply. Tell them the reply. You sent back. I just sent them a picture of a dog the, uh, just pointing it at Jim. Like the one that says, hey, you, you're awesome. Like that, it's usually <laughs> that. I just sent him a picture of the dog back with absolutely no text whatsoever when he said, what the fuck? Seriously, though, what the f- I tried playing it a second time, but... Jesus. Okay, so here's the thing. Is the only... The, the thing... The thing... Here's the thing. That was Here's that the- was more, that was actually more specific than the game itself. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the thing. There you go. You found the thing without me having to point out the thing. Okay, so initially, the first, the, actually, the first like hour of the game is the hardest by far because you need to uh, start survive. You need to start sowing the seeds of your survival for later on, which means getting a lot of color and then making like one or two trees and saving before you try to impregnate the trees with the donate thing because if the game is like, uh, you didn't draw it completely right in the way that we arbitrarily decided you should, then you lose all the fucking life force that you put into that tree, and you will never get it back ever, so you have to save and then Yeah, I did that bit. I've I've done the bit where I fucked up completely. 
So yeah, I guess I'm on the right track. Yeah, the next part is you reload to like to what you did an hour before, and then you redo it and do it right this time, mm-hmm. and then you do what you think you're doing right, and then the game says no, you're actually doing this other set of things wrong, and you go okay, but at least I was doing the first set of things right, and then you go back an hour, and eventually about by about the a third of the way through the game to a half to maybe the last tenth of the game you will eventually be at a point where the game wants you to be to some degree and then it'll introduce something new that you have to fuck up completely like combat and stuff but mainly right now you just want to worry about setting up trees for colors so that you're not going to just like starve to death when you're going from from place to place yeah but i don't it, think it, i got one tree working <laughs> Yeah, I, that's that's the worst part. It's just that the 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 thing, the the whole donor glyph, the way that the game recognizes it is is so fucking sketchy, and it's absolutely one of the most important things in the game, and they completely fucked it up. But if you can, if you can at least get the trees down, and you can at least get yourself survivable on like a short term basis, then things become not a lot easier, but easier. But at the same time, if it ever gets so frustrating, it's just like I don't know what the fuck, and like you're just hating it, and it's it's not worth going on because the game never gets any more friendly or or user friendly or, or forthcoming about information. Yeah, so. I just don't understand it, even after everything you just said. Then, well, that's the thing is, I I've beaten it, and I still don't think I understand it. Like I kept getting people messaging me while I was playing it on Steam, going, "So what's the void about? I, I don't talk to me. I don't know." Just I, I would just say like a sentence that was composed of random words like color and dark and atmosphere, and then just go back to not knowing what I was doing, but somehow sort of still subsisting. It's like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's like it's I like, know you're an indie game, but do you have to act like one? Yeah, I mean, so it could be you just act like a normal game. <laughs> there's, it's a weird sort of thing of like I don't know if there's there's a, there's an allure to it, and there's a sort of this mysterious sort of coolness to it that. Is I I don't know if it's compatible with telling the player everything because I need I want to know stuff but at the same time if the game just came out and said this is exactly what you need to do to survive I wonder if it would lose some of that mystique mm. but on the other hand it would also actually be playable which is always nice and it's a shame because it looks good and I love the the atmosphere is a very Demon Souls kind of bleak dead atmosphere yeah and I do I love that kind of uh, I I love a kind of bleak dead thing. Um, basically because it reminds me of my hometown but <laughs> I you know I, I love the, for some reason I've always found a very kind of comforting um, enjoyment from very dismal very dead environments like that in um, in games and in other uh, mediums as well um, so I you know I, re- I tried to really get into it but I, just, I can't understand it which yeah, is a shame, it's... and I, I think it's a shame that some, and not all of them, certainly, there there are some fantastic indie games out there, but some indie games feel, it's almost as if they feel like we are an indie game, therefore we have to be vague. We have, it's it's almost like they've got some some handbook of indie games that's like, you must do this, you must be this pretentious, you must be this yeah. vague. And it's like, you know, you, you don't have to be, just because yeah, you're I an mean... indie game. There's definitely a lot of games that do that, I, probably my game included. But I think the the void is like I, I think it's trying to wring something out of that sense of uncertainty and not knowing what's going. Like I think it's that's that that feels intentional to me in a way that I can't really describe. But it's 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 so doubles down on not telling you very vital things and it sometimes actually what? misleading. It, it doubles down, yeah, and misleading <laughs> you and doing all that stuff. That it just it feels intentional to me, and like they're trying to get something out of that. But at the same time, that it doesn't feel any less. Mm it doesn't feel any different than the frustration you might get from a game that's just doing it just to be cool. Yeah, they took it too far, that's the problem. It's, And I, I'm not someone who wants to be spoon-fed everything. 
I I do like working things out for yourself. I like exploring and and surviving as well. Um, it's why I started trying to replay Far Cry 2 as well recently, because I do like the idea of a game where you are thrown into something and have to find your own way around and, and survive as best you can. But they just took it far too far and just got so vague and pretentious that it, it stopped being interesting, which yes, it's is a question shame. Enough for everybody. Yeah. All right. So we, I, I'll just say in terms of the, the quick hit question, which you guys veered off from assholes. Um, oh, stop being a hypocrite. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like to watch lots and lots and lots and lots of TV um, in, in my free time. And, um, you know. That's your hobby? TV? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I watch a lot of TV. I like to talk about it. Um, yeah, I like to watch it and talk about it. And, you know, it's a good movies, thing you said sure. that because otherwise I was, I was going to say that my hobby was Doctor Who and then I would have been made fun of, but we're together now. Yay. I didn't say Doctor Who. I just said TV. Well, you did yeah, watch Doctor like Who. Show. That's a show <laughs> that you can like obsess over and, and fanboy out on. That's not just like you know TV in general. Well, I mean, there I have a lot of shows that I obsess about and fanboy over. So, a lot of different ones. Okay. Um, but uh, let's see what other questions here. Um, Skip me, asshole. <laughs> oh, I, I asked you, and you said you didn't, you didn't know. I did. You didn't? No, you didn't. I definitely did. No, you didn't. I didn't hear it. You were too busy talking about the fucking void. What? What's your? Well, you have hobbies, Topher. Music is my hobby. <laughs> Jerk. You like? I you listen, listen to, to music. music. Okay. I play bass and I play guitar. All right. I did not know that about you for some Me reason. I've never, I've never spoken to you or heard you speak about music before. That is. Surprising to me. I've just never spoken to you, period. <laughs> yeah, I would have said... <laughs> Anthony is, like, the one person that I've known for the longest and know the least about. <laughs> Those We're friends, right? That, that's intentional. <laughs> he doesn't want you getting close to his cell. <laughs> yeah, the, the one, one of my favorite things anybody's ever said about me was when, after Jim and I met at E3... And he said something about, like, the closer you get to Anthony Birch, the more emotionally distant you become. It's some sort of, like, physical paradox. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. That was quite good. <laughs> I was like, I want a shirt with that on it. <laughs> but no um, one can read because I keep everybody away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would have said music maybe a few years ago. But, um, I mean, I still... I, I certainly oh, what are you listen. trying to say? That you're, like, further evolved than me? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying... I'm saying you can just eat Hot Portal in one day. I'm saying it regrettably. I prefer to imagine that he's forgotten the concept. No, I'm, I'm saying it regrettably because, like, I used to. I mean, all through high school, music was really important. Like, I was, you know, I was in our high school's uh, uh, chamber choir, and, and uh, I, play, I did play guitar, and I still have a guitar. I just haven't played it in a long time. I just, I don't know. It's it's weird, but anyway, Kpax asks, "Do you think console exclusivity could potentially lead to a game being pirated more frequently?" For example, I've got a 360, but no PS2 or PS3, and not willing to buy an entire console just to play one game, I decided to emulate Shadow of the Colossus on my PC instead. I know that this isn't a great example because the particular game in question spans console generations and may therefore be subject to reverse compatibility issues anyway, but the idea remains. And a console... Good, good luck emulating a PS3 game. <laughs> yeah. Console piracy is never that... 
that widespread because it's far more underground and harder to do than um, PC gaming. So it, a lot of people, it's not worth the effort. Like when you can easily torrent a spore or whatever and, and play it on your PC, a lot of people are going to do that. But if you have to void warranties and install chips or... Or if you're going to try and emulate it on a PC, as Adam said, good luck doing that with a PS3 game. I think the effort involved tends to steer people away. So, And I mean, console exclusivity is something that has A, been around for a very long time, and B, become quite phased out with multi-platform games nearly always being multi-platform now. So I don't think if, if there was a big rush on console uh, piracy, I don't think exclusivity would really have much to do with it. I concur. <laughs> all I right. can dig it. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, this this should be good for Jim. Ono Melon asks: While it is sad to see someone fail, especially when someone has put a lot of time, money, and that's love arguable. In, in, well, hold yeah, on. I love seeing people fail. Uh, hold on, hold on. It makes me feel thing. great. Hold on. Why again? I get a chubby is, on. <laughs> that's why asking this question. Shut up. While it is sad to see someone fail, especially when someone someone has put a lot of time, money, and love into something, we're all also dicks deep down inside. So what moment of bad luck in the gaming industry, such as a game not selling or a studio going under, made you happy? I'll tell you that I don't feel at all bad for uh, for 3D Realms going under. Like, at all. I, I think they deserve it. Mm. After, after the, or at least, well, not the guys who were working under George Broussard, but everything George Broussard did was ridiculous and self- uh, What's the word? Self-absorbed and incredibly just just dumb in a lot of ways. Especially if you read that Wired article that's like, they did it, they didn't release Duke Doom Forever because the guy was a perfectionist and they had money to waste, so he was like, ha ha ha, we can go another three years without releasing a game, we'll be fine. And then he actually fucking did it because he's an idiot. And then the entire fucking thing went under because EA, or whoever was going to publish the game, reasonably didn't want to give them another bazillion dollars to finish a game that was never going to come out anyway. Uh, when I found out that the developers of Damnation, the um, fondly remembered Codemasters game that we all know and love, um, when I found out that the, the studio following Damnation's release had been completely dissolved, I did laugh. And I said, I am not surprised at all. And then Wardrox was like, no, 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 there's actual people there with lives and jobs. And well, they should have made a better fucking game, shouldn't they? All right. Anybody else? You heartless bastards. Anybody else? Yeah, we're monstrous about this. Yeah, the worst thing is, is when I eventually get fired, it's going to happen. There's going to be so much celebration. And I would have earned every bit of contempt that I get. Okay. um, Daxelman asks, uh, any lost in development hell games you hope to be released in 2010? Mine is The Crossing. I don't even know what that is. But, um... You guys? Uh, every Game. everything I knew that was in development hell has pretty much been confirmed as cancelled now. So mm. the okay. only one that the only one I could think of that hasn't been completely one hundred percent cancelled, although it's not going to be released in twenty ten, would be um, Faith in a Forty Five. Yeah, that, that would have been mine. Yeah, they, oh, I thought that that had been cancelled. Yeah, was it cancelled? I thought it was like. Well, I thought it was one of those, it's it's kind of not happening, but we're still kind of... I thought it was one of those sort of not officially completely dead kind oh, of see, things. I, I thought... Well, I, just, I remember... I, 
sorry, go ahead. I, I remember hearing it as being more definitively canceled than something uh, like uh, like Beyond Good and Evil Two, which they just basically just stopped talking about randomly. Yeah, well, what the fuck happened to that? <laughs> we, no we one had a knows. Trailer and everything. Ubisoft yeah. happens to that. <laughs> um, well, I I, to see, make, I, they they took all development out of it to make Avatar the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I would have thought. Or I guess so. Edge of Twilight has been canceled, right? I, I forget whether or not. J- Jim, you would know. Sorry, what? I was distracted for a moment. I said Edge of Twilight has been canceled. Then that. Um is... no. No. Edge, Edge of Twilight. Oh god, that is so. <laughs> Edge of Twilight is unbelievably complicated. Okay, well, so that's uh, another. Ga- that's another game then. It's yeah, actually, uh, yeah. I hope Edge of Twilight comes out. Obviously, because I've been fucking following it for two years. Um, but yeah, they. They fired a load of people to the the studio Fuzzy Eyes to um, save money, but then were like, in the new year, when we make the money back, we will rehire everyone we fired, um, which was nice, you know. It, that's nice of them. They're like, oh, we're gonna have to let you all go, but don't get a job yet. Stick around. We're, we'll get you back as soon as we can, which is a nice gesture, but. The plan was to reduce um, operating costs um, before the new year. And then when the new year starts up, um, in fact, I believe on January 10th, um, they're going to try and and restart everything and get Edge of Twilight finished. Um, And I hope it happens because the things I've seen of Edge of Twilight are very interesting. It's got like a, a, a really cool story and a very nice look to it. And the gameplay looks, you know, not revolutionary, but but pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I would say, um, I mean, this game is sort of almost bordering on vaporware at this point, but I would, I'm always sort of really intrigued by L.A. Noir from Rockstar. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, we've been, we've been hearing forever. And that, that's something that got announced, I think, way back like when the PS3 first launched. Um, and, you know, it was a game that sort of we've just been hearing, oh, yeah, it's, it still is a thing that is happening, but no one knows when. So, uh, you know. That, would, that might be cool. Who knows? Uh, Topher, Adam? What's that? Um, I think it was a Wii game. It was called Sadness or some shit like that. It was all black and white. Mm, the Wii yeah. game? What game is that? What's Sadness. Game? <laughs> Sadness. Sadness, and it's never coming out. Yeah. That's a joke. That game doesn't exist. We All called right. them on it. No, we called them on it once. Me and Nick have been like, every time we do a story on sadness, we say, this game is not happening and the studio are liars. If they disagree, they can tell us. And they've never said anything. It's bullshit. All they've done is released um, like a few black and white pictures and everyone thinks, wow, I want to play that. But we've been given nothing but, not even a concept, because there's no concept. Yeah, the concept. The concept is it's black and white. The concept was um, you're trying to protect like your son who's blind, and you're going that's... through, and they had like video, they had like fake video of it. That's not a concept. And like it was taking place is... during World War. That II, is not I think. a concept. So that is the hilarious movie "See No Evil, Hear No Evil." <laughs> that is a slightly repurposed Gene Wilder vehicle. I'd... Waggle. Brilliant. Yeah. I would love that. Gene Wilder should be in every Wii game. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, but I shoot with this hand. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, that, and there's the other... Um, I forget what the fuck that was called, too. 
Um, the game, it's also in black and white, and you walk around, and what you have is this gun that shoots these, like, blobs of paint. I think that was so a tech you're demo. A, what? I think it was a tech demo. Was that only a tech demo? Yeah, you're in, like, a, it's a pitch white room, and you have a paintball gun, and it... It shoots black, and you, like, shoot it at the walls. That's and the it, unfinished oh. one. That's a real game. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, okay, that's... Yeah. Yeah. They're they're working on that. It's it's very early in production. Yeah, that shit yeah. needs to come out. Oh, oh, that looks, that looks I know, fucking amazing. I know mine. Mine is probably the one that's probably not going to come out. Black Mesa. Oh yeah, the, oh, the source yeah. mod. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be great if it actually came out. What yeah. is that? The one the one they've been weren't like they, teasing and talking about forever, right? Yeah. yeah weren't they no. promising it was going to come out by the new year or something ridiculous like that? Yeah. They were. Yeah. They said it was supposed to come out in two thousand nine, and they're not. I doesn't. I don't think they're even close. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and I guess that, that's about it. But I was wondering if Anthony, you know, we didn't discuss this discuss this in news, but maybe if you want to talk a little bit about the, I don't know, the IGF uh, finalists and how you think a certain game should be there but isn't. Yeah. V V V V V V. I think. I think it's six V's by Terry Cavanaugh. Um, was the best game. I w- I w- I'm a judge, and I was get you know you get like twelve or so games to judge, and V V V V V V V or whatever was by far the best one I played, and it was I mean it's it's like it's got NES style graphics, and it's sort of got I don't want to say NES style gameplay, but it's like it, it just keeps throwing different platforming tricks at you because there's no jump button. The only thing you can do is invert the gravity. But that basically means that things function like jumps, and it just keeps introducing all these new mechanics. And there's a there's there's linear, uh, just reflex based levels sort of mixed in with an overworld like Metroid style exploration that in a way that feels really organic and cool. And uh, the the it keeps just sort of n- n- not in a sense of like a braid game of like constantly showing you new things and like saying like oh my god I didn't think it was possible it just takes really solid fucking gameplay mechanics and builds really solid really cool puzzles out of them and is one probably one of the most satisfying platformers I've played in a very very long time and I'm fucking flabbergasted that that is not one of the finalists because a lot of those finalists I played and are they're honestly not that great did you play Hellboy? I did is it good it, it was not that great uh, I imagine they, very- they did say they were very because I spoke to the the developers they said they they'd lost their programmer and they were very embarrassed by what they put up because it was not what they had intended to put up so i'm not hopefully what they are actually planning to finish is going to be much better but i'm still sad that even what they put up yeah i was hoping that even even despite the problems they'd have done something good it was it was absolutely gorgeous i mean of all the games i I played but it was also uh, just gameplay wise just really generic you know that was kind of a bummer well, like I said, I mean, they said they were imba- they were embarrassed to put that out. Like that is yeah. something they know is not good. So that's a that's a, a good sign, I think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Super Meat Boy definitely deserves to be in there, though. That was that was really fun. Oh yeah, Jonathan Holmes has been talking about a lot about that one. It's coming to WiiWare, right? WiiWare and the PC, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which okay. means that if you actually want to play the multiplayer, then you need to get it for PC. Oh, it's mm-hmm. coming to PC. Yeah, brilliant. I care about it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was. I, I agree. Um. Okay. Any other particular games you think were awesome that are that are in there? Um. Yes. Let me check something. There's a list I had that I was actually going to write about, but I didn't because I'm an idiot. I think talk about something sense. else while while I get to that. I think I'm going to make I'm going to submit a game to the next year's indie game thing. 
I actually did. I submitted my game to the IGF, and then later they asked me to be a, a judge. And they're like, oh shit, I just realized I can't let you be a judge if you have your game in there. And I was like, well, I, I'm sure you want your game to be in there because you think it has a chance. I was like, it, it, no. I just withdraw the game. I want to be a judge. Fuck this. this it's fine. <laughs> I, 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 would am, rather... I am going to make a game. And it's going to be the most indie, indie game of all. It's just going to be a white piece of paper with video game written on it. And I will say, ah, it is a metaphor. Mm. You'll be the Samuel Beckett of yeah. indie games. Everyone will give me a medal. <laughs> ah, where is it? <laughs> Shit, well... I can't remember, but there were there were there were a couple of good ones. Do you, do you are you just looking for the list? Like we, we that's in our email somewhere. Hang on. No, not not the list of finalists because the list of finalists oh. was kind of a, a bummer. But there was some fucking. There's the FTP that that is up, and I'm going to access that now. I'll just look through the FTP because there are, there's a bunch of that are actually coming out really pretty soon that are very much worth checking out. Um, weirdly enough, there was one that was like just a, a an air pl- a flight wave. What's fuck an air traffic controller simulator. That was just you just typed in coordinates for things that absolutely made me want to kill myself just because it was so fucking hard. Um, ASCII portal was pretty cool in a fun sort of weird kind of way. Um, there was one game that I actually can't remember what it's called, but it was like you would beat the shit. You're this guy who's like fighting in front of a dam. And when you beat the shit out of people, then little parts of their bodies would come off and you would take their parts of the bodies and plug up holes in the dam. And if the city, if the like screen flooded, then you would die. That was kind of cool. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, oh shit! Shatter is on here for excellence in audio. That yeah, is, that is sweet because that game is good. Mm. You guys should buy it. It does get a little bit repetitive near the end, though. I had to say. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, but that's. I mean, that's the nature of the game. Well, it doesn't have to be though. I mean, you could. I mean, like, I really loved when it when they were still slowly introducing new things. And then mm-hmm. it, at some point they just sort of stop and they say, "All right, well now it's just a bunch of blocks falling at you. Now it's you know like space invaders or whatever." Joe Danger was pretty cool in the IGF. That's I, I know that's a finalist, and it's sort of like it's like Trials HD. If Trials HD was pretty much free of any like difficulty stuff, and it was more about just pulling off sick tricks and feeling like the coolest kid in school. It's it's much simpler and much easier, but sort of satisfying in that way. You happy to see uh, EnviroBear 2000 on there? Yes, I am, because that is a <laughs> great game. It's shitty on the iPhone. Don't get it on the iPhone, but it's it's that's a fucking hilarious game. Yeah, I've, I've played it. I can vouch for that. So it's not just Anthony being indie. It's not, because whereas hilarious. Yeah, whereas as Jim, I, I think, I was surprised Jim didn't say anything about that V game, because that, that just seems like what Jim was saying earlier being indie for indie's sake where it's like why the fuck can't you just, I mean, do they call it like v to the sixth or something or like no it's like it's the letter v six times no i know I've, I've seen the title of the game i just that's that's silly does it have anything to do with the game is like yeah all the like the, the that's the button you press that's the only button you press to do anything in the game is the v button and there's uh, six characters you need to rescue and i think they may be all called v or something like that it's it's got something to do with that it's okay. not it's not just random i don't think all right that's I'll let that slide. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much everything I saw that I really liked that I haven't already talked about throughout the year. Like, Today I Die is obviously really great, and everybody needs to try that out, and um, some other stuff. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I guess but I most of these games available on, on PC? Or- um, yeah, for the, for the most part. Shank is obviously uh, not out yet, but and it's going to be an Xbox. That looks awesome. It's... 
it's very fluid. I mean, it's absolutely you've played the game a hundred thousand bazillion times, but it is incredibly fluid, not just in terms of uh, animation, but like you know, you you would assume in a game that allows you to use a chainsaw that it would be a special attack that you can only use once, but like nope, like you have the shanks and you have your guns and you have the chainsaw and you can switch between all three of them at any time that you want and put really weird, nasty kind of cool combos together. It's it's it was surprisingly fun for what it was. Mm. Cool. Just to, you, now that you mentioned indie games, you made me think of Machinarium again. W- one thing I was was funny was because I watched my friend play it, and we were um, uh, he, he he couldn't beat the the the, the tic tac toe you know five. Yeah, the, I've seen. Five. I've heard had a lot of people having trouble with that. Yeah. So I was just for people who don't know in the game, there's a you have to beat this guy at a game that's tic tac toe essentially, except it's you have to get five in a row except uh, instead of three, and it's like. You know, obviously, that the possibilities are for placing pieces and things like that are really much bigger, and it's what type of game is that? I've heard you say mention the name Machinarium like a billion times. Would I like it? I've, it I mean, it's a point-and-click adventure game, so I don't know if that's your bag, but it's. I mean, I had a. I've. I don't play very many point-and-click adventure games. Is um, it supposed to be a funny played, one? No. No. Okay. No, no I get so, that. My main problem, I, I like point-and-click adventure games, but not when they try and be funny when they're not funny, um, which <laughs> it, is it, most tell, um, telltale. telltale games now. Um, but no, I, I, I'm downloading Machinarium now then. Yeah, it, will, it will make your brain hurt. No, it won't. Uh, I'll so- look up a guide. Yeah, well, no, don't do that, actually. Because I'm the joking. Game, the game has... No, no, no. The game has a built-in walkthrough that um, is almost as charming as the game itself. So I would, I was just looking at that, but yeah, the game's, the game's really fun. But, but so he was, uh, my friend was having a tough time beating the bot at this game. And I eventually, I was like, Oh, let me try. And I, I, I got it like shortly after. Um, and, uh, I was, I, I didn't know about this, but I went to Mac and Aaron's website, like the day after I watched my friend beat the game and they had released two patches for the game since its release that again I was unaware of, and one of them was to uh, lower the difficulty of of the game of the um, the tic tac toe game after you lose like five times in a row or something like that. That's weird. So that would have been really useful. That's like uh, the way they treated Bionic Commando Rearmed on XBLA, or what they did to the uh, the zombie elevator level in Half Life Episode One. Well, yeah, they had that like forced difficulty drop thing. I'm just kind of yeah, I mean, like, I, you should at least have the choice. I guess I don't know. I don't I would mind it as long as they bullshit. don't tell you, and then I can feel like I've done something awesome and not know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, my, my friend though, he was just get like he just. I think he lost like ten times in a row. Was like just like, fuck this. I'm gonna go play Assassin's Creed Two. This is frustrating. So. Oh I mean, yeah, then, Assassin's Creed Two would have been far better. Um, you don't like but, frustrating bullshit. Go straight <laughs> to Assassin's Creed 2, or in fact any Ubisoft Montreal game. They've got loads. <laughs> Alright. Um, I guess we're done. Probably. Thank fuck. <laughs> I've had a terrible time hosting. It was miserable, and I'm bad at it. <laughs> and that's why, you know, this end. that's why the podcast was dead. Oh, was this a bad podcast? Did I come in on a bad one? It it got <laughs> it started terribly, but I think it got it ramped up. Yeah, once we got to listen, thank you, listeners, for saving saving our skin. That um, whole Tony Hawk bit was good. 
everything I said there was the best. Yeah, you, you mean Tiger Woods? Did I say? I didn't. I, I didn't say Tiger Hawk, did I? I did say Tony. If I'd have said Tiger, saying Tiger Hawk would have been worse than saying Tony Hawk. Tiger Hawk seems like an better. awesome Super Street Fighter character. <laughs> Actually, oh. I think I think Tony Hawk releasing Ride is worse than Tiger Woods fucking a prostitute. Because that only ruins his family. Tony Hawk Ride ruined everybody. Yeah. And it ruins people's Christmas. Imagine the kids who got that. Yeah. Oh, Except for oh, the God. dog's Christmas. That's basically child... Tony Hawk's a child abuser. <laughs> and I mean... And now- he literally is a child abuser. <laughs> and he can take me to court about that. He fucks kids. Fucks them up with his game. <laughs> yeah, fucks them up the arse. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been wonderful. Um, I guess I'll close this out. Thanks, Anthony, for coming on eventually at some point. Sorry. <laughs> thanks to Jim for, for hosting. Yeah. Half. Anyway, um, thanks to Adam for gracing us with his presence on the show. The lovely Adam Dork. And thanks Is to that long it takes you to say goodbye? <laughs> Quick hit. You, you're going to stop me before I thank Topher? Yeah, because I'm going to thank Topher. Thank you, Topher, and thank you, Submit Our Car. And thank you, Brad, for at least wanting to be on but not being able to because you have to do bullshit with the late schedule. But thank you to that, and thank you, Aaron Lindy, for still being in fucking Europe. But thank you for listening most of all. <laughs> we still have a Except forum. Yeah, destructor.com slash forum. We have a Twitter that is probably not as interesting as it should be. And we have an email, which is podtoy.destruct.com. So just hit us there, and uh, we'll talk to you later. And no, you can't eat me out. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that forum post. Did you already talk about that? No, we didn't. We no. forgot. Adam should have brought it up. Oh, yeah, okay. you should have. Every time I see that, I will still misread it as try to eat out Adam. Oh, <laughs> it's impossible. Which makes it seem like it's some sort of challenge for like like a dragon slayer. Like, now he's going to try to like knock you away. You got to get in that shit. You got to eat it out. Like, <laughs> you got to train for it instead of out eat, which is what it is. Now I'm scared to go out in public. <laughs> you should always be scared to go out in public. You're a fine looking man. We'll talk right, to you next go. week. I'll talk to you. <laughs> That was awkward. All right, I guess you can yeah stop recording and then yeah. set, email it to Anthony because he should take care of this shit. And I will talk to you gentlemen later because it's 11.15 and I should eat something.